For the story behind the action, catch Tabiso Musia weekdays at 7 p.m. So before we uh, uh, speak to the relevant parties, let me just give you a bit of background on why Ntlantlakecha is so highly uh, rated. Uh, I remember there was a headline that said he's rewriting boxing history back in 2018. That's after he won the SA Junior Flyweight title in only his fourth professional bout. He was only 19 years old at the time and uh, beating the veteran Bongani Silila in the third round of their bout there. And uh, ever since then, a lot of people have been ex- uh, have been expecting uh, big things from uh, Ntlantla, uh, from Ntlantla Kieha, and that's why he's uh, highly rated. I know that his last fight didn't end well against Onkosinati Joy, but they still believe that he will get better with time. But who does he belong to now, and what happens to this uh, uh, proposed at, well to this title defense that's allegedly been accepted against Unonchinga? Let's speak to Ayanda Matiti from Kaba Promotions uh, first. Uh, Club of Promotions, good evening and thank you very much for being available again to speak to us on SAFM Spot On, sir. Good evening, Thomas, good evening to the listeners. I don't know if this is a complicated matter for us and it's very simple for you, but please help us with clarity here, uh, Ayanda Matiti. Uh, is Ntlantla Kicha your boxer? Is, does he belong to Club of Promotions? Yes, and and you listeners. Ntlanda Kiha is conducted to Kaya Promotion since September 2018. For two years. Okay, please hold, please, please, please hold on, please hold on, sir. We just want to get you back on a better line, Ayanda Matiti. I don't want to miss anything that you say because uh, we want to go with you on this journey and, and just understand exactly uh, the the story here. He's already said that Ntlanda Kiha belongs to him. To Kaba Promotions has already said that they've had a contract since 2018. Uh, so uh, there's more uh, that then we, we're going to build uh, from that, from what he has uh, told us. What I can tell you, though, is that there is so much reaction here. Juicy on Facebook says, Good. Can you also talk to the manager? We did invite the manager. He did agree to speak to us, as I said, uh, but he's uh, made a U-turn, but he's listening. So let's hope he changes his mind. Bondaville, Makialeni also wants to know, where is the manager? Well, it's the same story. We did invite the manager. And uh, Tara wants to know, E-frequency, SAFM. Okay, I'll respond to this uh, online, uh, Tara. But we've got uh, Ayanda Matiti back on the line. If you can just start all over uh, uh ayanda please uh, we just lost you there in the beginning i, I just asked the question if Glantla kicha is your boxer yes he is uh, our boxer we we signed a, a promotional contract on in september 2018 for two years so it it lapses this year 2018 it 2020 la- sorry 2020 when in 2020 in september oh in september so now, are you aware of a contract that he has with Lastborn Promotions? Because they also believe that he's their boxer. I'm I'm aware uh, because uh, when when Jira, uh, came back into the brand um, to sit down with us and and offer us an apology, um, we spoke about a lot of developments that he um, also entered into. Um, and and we then briefed that uh, last year in June he was made and 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 still advised and guided to 
sign a contract with last one promotions in June last year on top of an existing contract. Um, so we are aware that uh, there is an illegal and illegitimate contract um, that we have got into. Um, so it's something that we are aware of. Okay, so let's understand clearly. When he left you the first time, are you saying that he left while he was still under contract? He left while he was contracted. Um, all the his promotional his professional fights uh, took place under my brand in my tournament. Even when he fought for the South African title uh, fight that you had mentioned, uh, when he fought against uh, Joey, uh, both of them were my boxers at the time. So even when he, he, he was uh, ill-advised and and um, was guided to leave the brand, um, as he had explained, we were very clear in our minds that he still contracted and he still has obligations in the brand. But it was not for us to um, go and and insist that uh, he must honor his obligation. But our approach was that uh, whenever um, someone who is purported to or was purported to have uh, been the promoter, uh, who had signed a, a contract on, an, on on top of an existing contract, who would always will will interject and and. Uh, in that it's the fight from heaven if you were to uh, fight under the auspices of, of that promotional contract. So then, were, were you aware then that you went on to sign another contract which you say was ill-advised and misguided? Is it something that you contested at the time or you were you waiting to see what's going to happen? No, I was waiting to, to see what, what exactly is going to happen. I mean, uh, I, I couldn't have... Uh, this thing was happened in boxing. I couldn't have held him at gunpoint. I couldn't have guarded uh, Jiha on on daily basis and say um, this, which we are doing, is is outside the spirit of your promotional contract that you had signed. Um, because he was young, or he is still young in, in any event, he fell into a trap. And uh, when he came back to to me as someone who has been around in the game, um, he took responsibility to say, look, um, this is what has happened. I won't be able to, in detail, go into the, the explanation he gave, but he took responsibility to say he acknowledges and he appreciates that he's still within a contract with Kaba Promotions, and he believes that Kaba Promotion is the only promotional company that would pursue his career, his career and making a multiple world champion. So we accepted that. Why did he leave in the first place? Did he give his reasons? Uh, well, I'm not uh, the one who left uh, from a contract. You would, uh, when you speak to him, because we both agreed to, to speak to you, he's on the line. Mm. Yes. Mm. But he came out publicly, though, to say that he wants to come back to Kaba Promotions. Did he give reasons why he wanted to come back then? Did he give you reasons? Mm-hmm. He, he wrote uh, on on his wall. Yes, on his, I saw that uh, Facebook boxing page um, about him being misled by someone who wanted to be his manager, and uh, he offered him all sorts of uh, made all sorts of promises to him. And when he explained to this person that he had a promotional contract, he the the, the person, uh, as Jika says or alleges, 
said he would he has a powerful lawyers that contract is illegal he will take him out of the contract so that is why um, consequently if, if the, the person the manager first took him from his team and ultimately sent him to a different promotional uh, promotion company at the time when this was happening i had an interaction with him and said uh, i may not necessarily have an issue that uh, you claim to be chief manager but I would have a serious problem when you take a boxer that is conducted with club and you, he goes and trains in a club that has got a different promotional combat. So the person said, I enter nowhere. All that I must do, when Chika is fighting, I must call him and tell him when Chika is fighting. So I then, I knew that and then that uh, maybe it's a, it's feeding problems at the time. Uh, but... Let me observe and give this development in boxing space. And uh, consequently, as, as everybody knows now, that uh, Chiha uh, came to the brand and apologized and apologized to his fans. And, and from where we're sitting now, that is what I under the bridge. We're uh, looking forward to ensuring that we build Chiha uh, in the fullest potential that he had promised um, through his display of a good exhibition of boxing and art in the ring, and we deliver him as a multiple world champion within no time. Okay, we're going to continue after this break. We're talking to Ayanda Matiti from Kaba Promotions just to get some clarity on what is happening with the with the, the highly rated, as I mentioned, and Tlantla Kiha there with two promotional uh, companies basically claiming that he belongs to them. We're also going to speak to BSA to find out from their side uh, what um, what is their verdict. Do they have a contract? Do they have papers uh, on their desk that tells us that tell us who Tlantla Kiha belongs to? You can keep those voice notes coming. I see one is coming in we're going to play it after this break but uh, send them to 0614104107 that's our number our voice note number for whatsapp leading sport stories of the day on SAFM Okay, we're gonna go to a voice note that's come that, that's come through on 0614104107 before we continue with the uh, club promotions of course, Tabi, so if a, a boxer can be claimed by more than one manager or boxing uh, stable, that means there's something wrong with the PSA. And I think it's about time the PSA is given to people who were boxers before. I sure watched yesterday in Gatane, I think Gatane is old man. I think Luis Mucha used to run his spokesperson at PSA. I think they need to get people who are young who can be able to, to be talking to the media. As now Matiti will be listening to him, but it's about time boxing this country can serious. Because you can't have a boxer who's owned by more than one owner and then you that's why the boxers they stay one year, two years not fighting and then just run from whatever. Okay, thanks for that, uh, Tulani from Guatemala. Keep them coming. Uh, Ayanda, before we went to the break, we were just talking about uh, the, 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 the manager. When you sign a contract with the boxer, does the manager get involved? What's the role of a manager in this situation? And is it someone that you deal with directly? Well, um, when the person that uh, we're referring to now um, was never in the picture when Tama Promotion signed Kika. Kiha uh, at the time had no manager, but there was a manager of a club that he was training into. 
So we interacted, we were approached by that manager. Um, so he kept on fighting in our tournament. And ultimately, just before he fought for elimination to a South African title, we signed him. Because he fought in October for the elimination of the South African title. We signed him in September. So when we signed him, there was a different manager of the club where he was training into. So when he became a South African champion in December, the person in question was not in the picture. When he fought against um, uh, McBerry mm. uh, for the WPO Africa title, the person in question was not in, in the picture. It's only when we're coming back from the awards that uh, the person called me and insisted that he had spoken with my boxer outside myself. I was the only person uh, with a contract with Chicha, promotional contract. Now, any development of uh, him getting a manager or this or that signing should have been discussed extensively with me as his promoter. As someone who has ushered him and, and made him a South African champion. But uh, the, the, then he became, he had a manager that was signed after the relationship, uh, the relation, um, or rather after Kiha moved away uh, and I questioned why he was taken by this set manager to a different boxing club, which is last one boxing club. So I, I realized that and then that uh, I'm not going to mark myself into uh, that space. When I speak to someone and he tells me I end up nowhere, when I'm the promoter, promoter of the boxer, he only told me that, look, you must tell me the date of the fight. We'll, uh, we'll then, I will then speak to Chihal trainers to make him available. I, I was shocked. Um, I then realized that uh, it would not be possible for me not to be involved. I'm involved in, in the operations and the day-to-day uh, activities of boxers that are trained by this or that person, that are managed by that, this or that person. I would always want to know what is the development. I must also have confidence that someone who invests in a boxer, not only his time, but money, not only his networks and everything else. So it was um, actually shocking to be told uh, to get off, where to get off. So I, I, I left it at, ease at that. And I, I was very clear from where we were sitting that uh, legally, uh, the contract that we signed um, was legally sound and would still will enforce it whenever uh, we want to enforce it. Whenever we hear that Chicha uh, is engaged into a fight that is about to happen, we will always insist that she um, must honor our obligation, or rather the obligation he had in the contract that we signed with him. So where is he training at the moment? Who is he training with? He's in, in, in the club that I own now, Club Boxing Academy. Uh, the chief trainer is Minyakis Jata, and he's assisted by Minyakis So he's training with you? With, with yes. Okay. Now, there was another report this week that came out with the headline saying that Kiha risks of risk being stripped of his essay uh, a title. Apparently, there's a fight that's been accepted by Last Bond Promotions, who also claim to own, to, to own him. They've accepted a title defense against Unonchinga. Uh, where does <laughs> na- now? What's your response to this? Is it something that you are aware about? Um, well, uh, I read the, the headlines, but I can safely say from where I'm sitting that we're unshaken by that headline. Um, it does not make us to have sleepless nights. Um, there is nowhere in the world where a 
a promotional company can sign a contract that binds a boxer to get into the ring. Um, we, on the 6th of, of, of January, made an application to BSA uh, for Chekha to defend his, his South African titles. Uh, we interacted with the director of operations, and uh, he then called us back the following day to say, do we agree that Chekha uh, is in his mandatory option? We said yes. He said then the opponent he suggested would not qualify because Number one, is now interested to fight for South African titles. Uh, we we then said, no, it's fine. We'll entertain any boxer. If number one wants to fight for South African titles, then we must then present the challenge form. The challenge form was never sent. We later heard um, in the media that uh, Lasbon accepted a challenge, or rather BFA um, sent the challenge form to uh, last one promotion. Uh, at the time of our discussion on a Tuesday on the 7th, we're going to be sent the challenge form uh, in the evening. There were communications between ourselves, uh, the director of operations wrote and said uh, there are some eight disagreements internally about what must happen. We said, fine, uh, the challenge form will not be sent to us. We said, we're not bothered, but the bottom line is that Chiha will be defending his South African title on the 29th of March. Whether he defends against Nonchinga or any other person who assumes a mandatory status if a mandatory challenger is unavailable to fight on that day. Now, it's actually a myth, or rather, um, you, you, you know, it, it, it's not even, it's alarming, but it disturbs me when you hear that my champion was training in my team who has not signed any contract for a, a bill of the eight is said to be either uh, defending his title on a tournament of the eight or refusing to sign a contract that is scheduled for that tournament. When, in fact, the promoter of the third champion is preparing uh, for Kiha to fight on the 29th of March. So we're, we're ready to honor our mandatory obligation and against Nontinga. And uh, one of the other things about Nontinga, so we'll honor it, but we'll honor it with our terms. And Chika is not going to be that you can take to the bank. So what does your champion say? Does he say that he was he, he, he accepted uh, this defense against Unonchinga when he was approached by Laspon? No, he would not have uh, accepted anything outside our knowledge. Um, the, Tuchisa, the third manager, uh, went to visit him and he directed him to speak to his current manager or myself, his long-term promoter. Mm-hmm. And, and none above on the third people, either PSA beyond that point, had spoken to either his, his manager nor ourselves. Kika and, and ourselves disposed and affidavit and wrote to PSA on the 6th of March. Um, now, we have not received any written response. It's not only on the 6th. We also did it subsequently through our legal team. Um, so we're still awaiting a, a feedback um, about matters that Kika uh, raised because he wrote to PSA requesting to be released from the third contract that he signed with 
the manager in question. He did not write to PSA requesting to be released from last one promotions because we knew and he knows and I know that the, the contract that is purported to be um, uh, legal in the eyes of some quarters. Um, we know that uh, he is a promoter and as I've said and stated earlier on that uh, the, obligation, the, the contract lapses in, in September 2020. Okay, let's just, just stay there with us. I am from Club of Promotions. Let's go to the lines. Juicy, yeah, firstly, let's start with you. You want to weigh in on this. Excuse the pun, but good evening. Uh, good evening, Chabis, and good evening to who I am A few questions. One, is it true that PSA is coming, I think, on Monday to, to, to have a meeting with Chikaba, Uchiha, and Imanecha um, in last one? That's the first question. Second question. Is it is 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 it true that the contract that Ayanda claims that he has with Utika, uh, it's 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 not recognised by UPSA. It's the same contract that he had with Usikrebo, which now Usikrebo belongs to Irambo. And 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 thirdly, um, was UPSA uh, available or was UPSA a witness when Utaba signed? A contract with Utiha. Lastly, um, how possible is it if it is found that Utiha um, belongs to Lastborn? How possible for Kaba to buy Utiha? from from Elastone. I'm not sure if I'm making okay. sense. No, I hear you, but I think to be fair, most of them are, are, are should be going to BSA. Uh, we're going to speak to them shortly, but uh, uh, Ayanda, if there's anyone you want to pick out and respond to here, please go ahead. Well, uh, I have not heard of any communication um, suggesting that we are to be met by BSA. I can only refer to an inference of the, the article that uh, uh, inferred that Chicha was going to be stripped, that PSA will then solicit um, to understand the location of Chicha. Well, we were available, but as I've said, we've since disposed and after that, indicating that if anyone wants to discuss the affairs of Chicha, I'm available as, as Chicha's demand. Well, uh, there's that I'm going to say, uh, except to say that uh, it is not possible where we are that Chiha uh, would, would, would belong to last but in the same age. Anything that uh, suggests that effect uh, would be fought with everything we have. Uh, we believe, and our, our, our legal team believes that our contract and the law of contract is signed by any person and entered by any person who is above 18. Um, BSA representative um, was not available when we signed contract, and this was not the first one. Um, and and we had written a number of correspondences asking the effect of the the representative signed by BSA when we are administering a a contract which is legal in nature, because the person sent is just a mere witness, and it's not. Uh, uh, the person does not have a legal interpretation, and we responded to by PSA that the intention of having a person present is primarily to ensure that uh, the, the, the boxer or any other people or two licenses who are conducting each other um, would not say they've been conducted being held at gunpoint. 
Now they were the they were witnesses when we signed contracts. So we, from where we're sitting, we're very clear that it does not make the contract illegal. Um, the absence of a BSA representative. If BSA believes that, then it will be a court of law that will make that determination. Okay, we're going to get BSA to answer some of these questions. But uh, the man that we are all talking about is also with us on the line here. I hope that's not him that we just lost. Uh, He has agreed uh, to speak to us to give clarity on this matter. He did take to Facebook sometime last year to say that he's going back uh, to Kaba promotions. He even put up um, another post that said it feels good to be back home. And then he posted a, a picture of him. Uh, so we want to just find out from him who does he actually belong to? Who does he think uh, he belongs to? Who did he sign with and who did he not sign with? And he joins us on the line now, Kilimanjaro and Tlantla Chicha. Tlantla, good evening. Thank you very much for joining us here on SAFM. Good evening, Firstly, when everyone is talking about your situation like this. Yeah, and uh, so let's clarify this and uh, for the benefit of everybody if you can just uh, just so that everybody can hear if you can just mix it up with a little bit in yes lungu where do you belong when did you go back to Kaba promotions mm, last year last year why did you go back to Kaba Promotions? Because you had left yeah, them. Because we the ubo na kwam when I'm sasazi we Kaba Promotion geyo na promotion at South Africa because of inkele the Kaba Promotion. But the period six months they don't and the chamber can't form any any fight. So we na bola man na da sugoli and cause the chimanji. Okay, so basically you went back to Kaba Promotions because you believe that Kaba is the best and you were a champion even after you left Kaba. Uh, in those months that you were away, you were still a champion and you believe that he's the right person to handle your future. Yeah, and I believe because what was the champion after before four fights. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, yes, you rewrote the history books. But why did you leave Kaba Promotions in the first place? Yeah, was a naked man after the fight. So, 
But your manager at the time had advised you to leave because your manager thought that you're not going to get your money from Taba Promotions. Yeah. So then, yes? So, I mean, Timmy is like a boss and everything is bouncing on me. But it's a lucid fight because of Ukaba. So when you when you left Kaba Promotions, then where did your manager take you? Yeah, I went to one this last one. But he last one I like was who own manager because of actually fight is as I like free Kaba Promotion. He bonus Kaba. He own a best promotion. Kaba Promotion. What's that in the last one? That's in the last one. 26 June. 26 June 2019. And your manager then, Uandisiwe, that you've mentioned now, did he know about you had a contract with Ukaba when you signed with Last Bond? Yeah, yeah, because so uta endu say manager yako but he's no longer your manager and he cannot speak on your behalf Okay. Thank you for, for, for clarifying it and for giving us your side of the story. Just before we let you go now, there were talks about the title defense against Tusive. Uh, is it something that you agreed to? Yeah, I'm grateful for the fighting. Yeah, and I'm going to sign. I'm going to sign. For the fight. And 
Okay. No, thanks, Ntantla, for speaking to us. Uh, we didn't want to put you in the spotlight because you're a boxer and we don't want you to get involved in all this mess. But I think it was important for us just to get your side of the story. And you've been very clear. You say that you think you made a mistake when you left Taba Promotions. You're saying that you were ill-advised basically by your manager, Andy C, where he then took you to Last Bond, where he made you sign another contract, even though he knew that you had an existing contract uh, with Taba Promotions. And when you were at Last Bond, you were inactive and you felt that uh, you want to go back to Taba promotions because you still had a contract with them and you wanted to fight again and that's why you decided to go back to Taba promotion so i hope that i've summarized it properly if you're as confused as me um just hang in there we're gonna speak to boxing essay now and we've got the ceo mr tulufelo lijaka just to understand from their side what do they make of what's going on here ceo uh, good evening and thanks for speaking to us and being available to chat to us on safm Thank you very much, Tobiso. Uh, good evening to you and the listeners. Uh, I'm sure you were listening. I know you were listening. Is Firstly, are you able to confirm if this is a matter that's been brought to your attention as Boxing South Africa? Yes, it's a matter that is on my desk. Uh, it should be on the desk of the director operations, but I'm sure you can pick up as well mm-hmm. from the intricacies, uh, the twists and turns uh, in the storyline that it, it's a bit complicated. Yeah, no, it um, is. Well, let me let me let me start this way, man. So just to state the facts and paint a picture. Um, the nature of a valid and legally binding contract is captured in the books and regulations, but the, and there are three critical things that are uh, uh, reflected in the regulations. Firstly, there's a there's a legal template which all contracts and we call them long-term contracts uh, in this case must follow. Okay. Uh, it is a it's a, it's a it's a rigid template which is part of the annexures of the regulation. Secondly, when a boxer and a promoter sign, they must sign in the presence of Boxing South Africa, and Boxing South Africa must be co-signatory to the party, and then the contract must be lodged with uh, Boxing South Africa. Now, just to remind the listeners, you remember that on the 21st of June 2019, there was an issue between Boxing South Africa and Kaba. Yes. regarding the contract of senior timber cotton yes um i think that matter the court has pronounced and i'm not i'm sure that boxing followers know what was the verdict on the 26th of june last born then signed a contract with um uh, uh, in the presence of the boxing south africa on a template that uh, is, is prescribed on the 5th of august a legal representative of Kaba then lodged a contract. 5 August 2019. Mm-hmm. That contract having been signed on the 1st of September 2018. Mm-hmm. So here now comes a contract which is almost 9 to 10 months old. Yes. Uh, and, and whether uh, it, it was signed properly and so on, I think Mr. Kaba himself has already spoken about that contract. So between the 26th of June until December, Kiha uh, continued to be uh, at, uh, aligned to Last Bond Promotions point. and uh, managed in this case by, uh, who is this now, uh, Mr. Chochan. Mm. Um, what I think I can also confirm, there's an affidavit that Kiha deposed on the 4th of January 2019, and it was submitted by Kaba. But there's also another affidavit of the 19 October 2019. Uh, sorry, this one, Estrada, was 
4 January 2020 this year. Yes, yes, okay. But two months earlier, on the 19 October, there's another affidavit by Jiha himself, where he outlines the reasons why he left Kaaba and he, he himself says, no, I want to now align to. So quite clearly, uh, you know, speaking from a perspective of not only of a regulator, but also as a parent and an adult, Jiha is in a situation where he himself has entangled himself in uh, a lot of things that he's now unable to get out of. He uses the words nullification of a contract and termination of a contract interchangeably. The reality is that there are certain contracts that he has gotten himself into and clearly he wants out. So we've requested a, a, a meeting with Chiha to guide him on that process because uh, if a boxer wants to terminate a contract, there's a process to it. Uh, and you're not supposed to take a shortcut. You're supposed to follow the route so that the process is clean. And ordinarily, we would be engaging with Jihad through the managers. But because he himself is disputing the managers, we have pierced the veil and we'll be talking to him directly. I've already requested the provincial manager to serve him with that letter that requests a direct bilateral between us and Jihad. And in the, in the presence of all interest parties. Uh, and I think that conversation will basically be to point him to the proper process he must follow to terminate whatever that he needs to terminate or if he wants to nullify, to contest whatever contract that he has found himself into. So in a nutshell, I think that is where, as books in South Africa, we are at the moment. So at the moment, then, which contract do you recognize? Well, the contract that Jika has signed in the presence of books in South Africa at a promotional level is the contract with Lasbon. 26 and June. He, 26 June, and, and it's a contract that all parties refer to. But you see, the problem, Tabiso, is that there's no contestation that the contract was signed. Sure. What actually happened, there, there, it's, there are allegations that I was misled to sign. Mm-hmm. So administratively, I, I don't have the capacity to test those things, and that is why it must go to a dispute resolution process where people who are properly trained legally, who will have the time, the instruments of determination, can assess that. What I, from an administrative point, am able to comment on is that there's no way that Boxing South Africa can be saved on the 5th of August with contracts that were signed somewhere on the 1st of September the, the year before. That, that is not how the process works. I, I, if, if, if there are contracts to be signed, those contracts, according to what the regulations say, they become valid notwithstanding the signatures of the two parties. They become valid at a date and time when Box in South Africa attaches its signature to the contract. And that is what the law says. Uh, it's paragraph 3 on the template of the contract of long-term promotion. So in simple terms, you're saying that you don't recognize the contract that Kaba Promotions presented to you, that the one that they say was signed in September 2018 because it was signed without anybody present from Boxing South Africa. Definitely, and Mr. Kaba himself has an official correspondence from our side, which not only dismisses, it, it points to the gaps that, that day. we appreciate that you attempted to do the following, but here are the gaps, and this is the process you must follow to remedy. So it has not been a cheeky, arrogant, dismissive posture. It's a constructive engagement with a licensee whose intentions we can see, but unfortunately in the execution of intention, he has not complied with the law. And that is why we even guided him that, please, for you to do it properly, this is the process you must follow. 
So basically, are you saying then, see, or oh, that contract was invalid from the first day it was signed, or does it become invalid now after Kiha uh, signs with a new with a new promotional promotions company? Which contract, Abisu? The one that was signed in September 2018. Was it then invalid from the first day because it was done without somebody present from BSA, or does it become invalid when Lasbon Promotions presented their own contract? From the very from the very start, remember, Abisu. Uh, on the first, whatever happens between the 1st of September and the 5th of August, I can't even comment on that because those were contracts that were not lost. Mm-hmm. And, and and one thing that Clara is saying, and which is correct, that both the tournament of 7 December and 20, uh, 2018 and 28 April 2019 were, 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 were tournaments promoted by him. Mm-hmm. But those were promoted on the basis of a short-term contract, which means that ordinarily you will have a long-term contract but for a boxer to get into the ring, notwithstanding the long-term contract, he still needs to sign a short-term contract with the promoter. And that is why there is a stalemate as we speak. Because even whoever that can allege that he has a long-term contract with Chiha, uh, he'll still need to get Chiha's signature on a short-term contract. What from Boxing South Africa's point we are very clear about is that we are going to sit, guide Chiha, request him to follow the process and clear his contractual confusion. Because we can't have a title that is going to stay more than 12 months without being defended because the champion entangled himself in a legal conundrum that he's now getting out of uh, in, a, in a manner that doesn't follow procedure. So we want to help, and definitely that is our attitude, we'll do so. Uh, but at the same time, time matters because we can't now go beyond what we have already waited for him to clear his uh, obligations and come in on Okay, so Kicha legally contracted to Lasbon Promotions then, according to BSA. So how then, uh, what's the way forward now, see, or how do you plan to resolve uh, this issue? Uh, because at the end of the day, the, the boxer is the one that suffers. No, no, what we've done, Tabiso, uh, is just that in the past week, uh, because of the funeral uh, of Dade Matebula, yes, we were yes, requested yes. to chair and head the interdepartmental committee that prepared for that funeral uh, as part of government support. So we couldn't go down to East London. Uh, I was with you obviously yesterday. Yes, yes. Uh, I've been in the office today. We've prepared outgoing correspondence. In the coming week, we will pull all parties together. Uh, uh, and that is why I think one of the callers, when he was already hinting to a PSA proposed mm. meeting, yeah, probably the provincial manager has already started to serve the letters to the parties. Because what my interest is, I don't want to second guess Kichiha through any promoter or any manager. I need a bilateral with Chiha. It can be in the presence of those managers or promoters, but I need a bilateral with him from a mediation point of view so that I can assist him to understand the process and refer him then to the process. Uh, but in the coming week, most definitely, we'll need the dust on this matter to settle so that we also bring certainty. I, I think that's what boxing community wants, that what everybody needs, finality and certainty on the matter. Yes. So, is is this something common with boxer CEO? Um, do you do you have have you had similar situations? Do you have this this kind of situations quite often where they they change their mind? Not not to this magnitude. Uh, but let me tell you, Katabi. So, unfortunately, man, this is a culture that we have observed in the past two years, uh, where there was no culture of compliance, uh, particularly with contracting promoters who would have their own contracts that are not compliant with boxers and
and those contracts would be a bilateral thing that's somewhere away from both in South Africa. So we issued a correspondence and said that all contracts, this is what the law say, and this is what everybody must comply with. So the problems are starting now to reach our attention because we've, we've started to regularize. But at the same time, you have other promoters. So let me give you an example. I spoke to TK Promotions the other time, mm. and he told me straight that, listen, I don't sign long-term contracts with boxers, and I know the risk I'm exposing myself to when I don't sign with them. Um, so I, I, I prefer to deal with the boxer on cordial relations from bout to bout. But if that boxer tomorrow changes his mind about me and walk away, I know that I've been a sitting duck because I didn't have a valid and a legal long-term contract. So we, have all, we, 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 we are urging promoters that please regularize your relationship with boxers within the law so that when a boxer, uh, for whatever reason, misbehaves or uh, 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 treats you badly, as Boxing South Africa, we are able to prevail and, and, and intervene. But if you've got a contract that is not compliant, I can't risk as Boxing South Africa to enforce that contract because I know once it gets to the court of law, Boxing South Africa will be humiliated and we will suffer financial, uh, financially you know, as a result mm. of that. So, so that is our position. This is not very common, but I think uh, it, you are, you are, are going to start seeing some of these things happening because the more we equally train boxers through these development programs that have been rolled out by the director operations, boxers start to now realize that, no, man, but you know what? What you are telling me, as opposed to the contract that I signed, I also think that that contract is not valid. And and, and this, in, in one of the affidavits that I'm talking to from Chihai himself, he also does speak to those things that there was some moment of reawakening because some lawyer told him that, no, no, check this contract. Look here, look there, look there. Mm. This thing, it does not even need to be terminated. It can just be nullified. So finally now, we've heard that Lasbon Promotions has accepted uh, the challenge from Ununchinga. Does Kiha now have to honor it? Remember that Lasbon will still need Kiha to sign a short-term contract. So the fact that you have a long-term contract with the boxer does not automatically translate to your ability to commit the boxer to a fight. Because you still need to serve the boxer with a short-term contract. If the boxer refuses to sign, it will still then have to go to a dispute resolution panel where you say, uh, I, I now am being adversely treated by my boxer. I have done what I was supposed to, and the boxer is refusing to sign. So quite honestly, there are multiple aggrieved parties in this situation. Uh, because you, own, you on the one side, you have a promoter that says, I have a long-term contract with the boxer, and you've got a manager who's also saying, I have a contract with this boxer, and the boxer is not reporting for duty at the gym that is supposed so to. So why would the long-term that, contract not be valid? Sorry to come in. Why would they still need to sign a short-term contract if they've got a long-term contract which you recognize as BSA? Remember, the short-term contract now speaks to the date, time, venue of the fight and the opponent plus the press money and all other conditions that goes with that boxer going into the ring. So the, the regulations recognizes both those contracts uh, so that even if I've got a two-year contract with the boxer, I still have a duty before the boxer accepts the bout to come sit with that boxer and tell him that, listen, having considered, considered your career passing, I think this is the, the opponent you must uh, face. Okay. And then this is the test money. So you, you have the one contract, but you, you still have to, from bout to bout, 
to sign the second contract. Okay, so oh, we're going to have to leave it there. Thanks for being available to speak to us. I know it's a very complicated one, but at least you came on air and you uh, gave us your side of the story. We're going to stay on this story, folks, because I see it's a big story. I can see the reaction on Facebook. I can see on the DAEL page that you know, people have been waiting to get clarity on this. Mr. Dubasa, I'm sorry I can't play the voice note now. We are out of time, but I think you wanted to know if Ntlantla is going to stay with Kaba Boxing Promotions, even if his binding contract uh, is not, even if his contract is not being recognized. And I'm sure I am at it will want to come back now after what's been said by Boxing South Africa. So let's see uh, how we're going to take the story forward when we do Boxing Wednesdays again next week.